Oregon's typically smooth vote-by-mail system saw its biggest mistake in history last month. A defective barcode on the printed ballots meant tens of thousands of votes would need to be duplicated by hand, and the top official overseeing Clackamas County's election knew about it at least a week earlier. But for Sherry Hall, the woman at the center of the crisis, it wasn't her first error or her first political storm. I'm Andrew Thien, and this is Beat Check with the Oregonian. Up next, reporter Shane Dixon-Cavanaugh. Shane wrote an in-depth profile of Hall. We talked about her background, the litany of major issues under her watch in Clackamas County for the past two decades, what her former staffers have to say about her, and much more. Here's our conversation. Shane Dixon-Cavanaugh, thanks for taking the time. Andrew Thien, it is always a pleasure to come on your show. Well, you are always rocking out some major story, even when it's not on your beat, uh, which is Portland City Hall. But today we are talking about kind of the big story in Oregon in the last couple weeks, and that's Clackamas County elections. And you took a deep look into the woman who's at the center of this whole saga, Sherry Hall. Why'd you want to do that? I mean, I think the main reason we wanted to take a closer look into the elected clerk of Clackamas County, Sherry Hall, is because she has overseen and is overseeing what is the largest election debacle in Oregon history. As of this recording, Clackamas County is close to, but not quite finished yet, Uh, with counting all of the ballots cast in its primary election, about 116,000 of them. And uh, that election was held almost three weeks ago. And they're duplicating these ballots by hand, right? It is a monumental (laughs) and time-intensive process. But yeah, The rough estimate from the clerk prior to the election was that two-thirds, roughly two-thirds, of every single ballot sent to voters in Clackamas County had a barcode that was damaged that would not be able to be counted by the vote-counting machines that they use. And therefore, each and every one of these damaged ballots would need to be duplicated by hand in a process that requires two people working together, uh, one a Republican, the other a Democrat, to ensure the sort of uh, you know integrity of the count. It's uh, quite quite an undertaking. So we can get into more of uh, that saga a little bit later, but who is Sherry Hall? How did she end up in this position? What did you learn about her in your reporting? Yeah, and I think you've mentioned to your listeners earlier, I spend most of my time reporting and writing about politics and government here in Portland in Multnomah County. And I have had prior uh, to this adventure had not spent a whole lot of time exploring the contours of the political landscape in Clackamas County. Um, And it was a really sort of worthwhile venture. I enjoyed it. But I spent most of my time looking at Sherry Hall, this elected clerk in Clackamas County. The clerk is the individual who is the top elections official in that county. Most counties in Oregon still have this position as an elected office, 
but large counties like Multnomah and Washington and Lane don't. And so actually Clackamas County is uh, currently the most populous county in Oregon that still has this position as an elected position as opposed to an, an administrative one that has sort of a professional elections official overseeing elections as opposed to a political one. And Sherry Hall has been the county clerk in Clackamas now for almost 20 years. She ran for the office for the first time in 2002 and won and has subsequently won every re-election since then, uh, most recently in 2018. And this is uh, in spite of the fact, uh, and our story really takes a sort of deep dive into this, that this ballot fiasco we saw three weeks ago in Clackamas is not the first time that there has been a somewhat major or significant election mishap that has occurred during her time in office. Uh, and in fact, there has been many, many, many different, um, I don't know what the right word is. Mishaps, I guess. Mis, mi, yeah, mis, uh, yeah, mishaps, missteps, fiascos. Uh, I mean, uh, after a while, the the words I, I it was very difficult not to start sounding redundant in this story. Yeah, in the span, uh, listeners of scheduling this conversation with Shane, uh, there was another uh, error that came out from the uh, election just from three weeks ago that we can talk about. We're going to walk through all of everything you documented, but um, so this woman ran for and an won office in two thousand two, but like. Did she run for office? You know, she kind of grew up wanting to be a county clerk or uh, had a big stake in, in our democracy or how how exactly from what you're able to glean going back in time, did she end up in this position and what did she do before that? Well, Hall had grown up in Clackamas County, went to Rex Putnam High School in Milwaukee. She's, by the way, she's 70 years old now and so first ran for office when she was 50 20 years ago. But prior to uh, her time in elected office, she was just a longtime uh, county employee in Clackamas. She actually worked for a number of years in the clerk's office. And we learned in our reporting that she was actually fired from her job in the clerk's office. Uh, however, uh, it was later determined to be a wrongful termination uh, mm. in arbitration. And so she was reassigned after that to the district attorney's office in Clackamas County. And she worked there until the time she decided to run for clerk in 2002. Okay. Um, when is uh, the first mistake that you were able to document um, or that you know was previously reported on um, once Sherry Hall took office and, and was running the, the elections um, here in Clackamas County? That's a good question. So just by way of background, you know, one of the first things I did, again, as I mentioned, I have not spent a lot of time covering politics or political figures in Clackamas County. So I was coming into this assignment uh, somewhat cold. I didn't have a lot of institutional knowledge or, um, you know, background on a lot of these political figures. So one of the first things that I did on this assignment was I went into um, the Oregonians archives and I pulled up every single 
story that we have ever written about Sherry Hall in the last 20 years, um, which numbered, I don't know, close to 200 maybe. Mm -hmm. And I went through and I read every single one of them. And, uh, and so that's how we started sort of piecing together that there were a number of different election mishaps that occur that had occurred under a watch. But the first one, the first major sort of election blunder was also one of the ones that fascinated me the most. And I actually started this story with it. And the reason why is because it had so many, in, in many ways, so many parallels to the situation that Clackamas County is finding itself in right now, only at a much smaller scale. So this happened back in 2004, and Sherry Hall had been the elected clerk for um about 18 months when this happened. This was during the primary elections in May of 2004. And for uh, elections in the city of Sandy, there were going to be a series of land annexation questions that were going to be put to a vote. And what ended up happening in that Sandy election was that a number of residents of the town ended up getting ballots that did not have the annexation questions on them, even though they were supposed to be on their ballots and they were supposed to vote on them. So these ballots that had gone out to residents in Sandy without the annexation questions, Clerk Hall was aware 10 days before that election that there were ballots that did not have all of the appropriate measures that people were to vote on. She knew about it 10 days before the election and she never told the public or tell the press. She did not publicly disclose this fact in any way until after the election. She didn't really even offer an apology. She just sort of casually acknowledged that she probably should have alerted folks prior to the election that there were issues with the ballots. In hindsight, that's what she sort of determined. That's what she said uh, or told our newspaper back in 2004. And ultimately, what ended up happening was that one of the annexation votes had to be invalidated by a Clackamas County judge, and the election had to be redone later that year on the county's dime. So, yeah. it, so that costs that costs both integrity, trust, and money, right? Correct. And there was just. It, it, I found it striking only because it really, on a much smaller scale, sort of mirrored many of the same things that we saw happen this time around. We had a ballot issue that was identified weeks before or you know, days before an election, but this time for the entire county. Mm-hmm. And it's not that, uh, but this time around, uh, Sherry Hall did... Uh, disclosed that there was going to be this issue with the ballots, but ended up refusing help from the county and the state and never really came up with a contingency plan for how her election workers were going to be able to hand duplicate tens of thousands of ballots in a timely manner. Yeah, it seems from your story that there are a couple different bad pun here, but hallmarks of 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 a of a, a Sherry Hall um, run election mishap that you documented, uh, and a lot of it there's not a lot of contrition after the fact, right? And there doesn't appear to be any acknowledgement of the significance of of what happened with this you know privileged and beloved process of voting under her watch. 
Yeah, I mean, that was sort of the takeaway that uh, we got from reviewing the Oregonians news coverage over the last 20 years and also talking with former employees of the clerk's office and then people who were also involved in some of these uh, election mishaps. When you went through back through the record and sort of looked at the statements that were made by the clerk after each one of these occurred, there rarely came a sort of, an, you know, an apology or sort of a sense of taking full kind of personal responsibility for the situation that just occurred that, um, you know, at times were either disruptive to an actual election, um, made the, you know, the county look bad, uh, or, you know, created, you know, a number of disruptions or, or at times cost taxpayers a lot of money. Now, obviously, a story, you know, all of our stories, we always want to reach out to to the subjects of and, and give them a chance to to explain their their thought processes or decision making. But um, uh, what happened when you reached out to Sherry Hall for this piece? Yeah, so about a week before wrapping up the story, um, I knew that we were going to do sort of a, a large piece looking at Sherry Hall. So I wanted to make sure that we got in touch with her well in advance of finishing this thing up so we could schedule some time for uh, an interview either in person or over the phone. And she declined to be interviewed for this story. She told us that she had nothing to add, you know, at the time in which I reached out to her and so declined to participate in the piece. Luckily, again, since she has been a public figure for so long, uh, you know, we were able to really go back uh, through our archives and pull up a lot of material, both in terms of sort of her own personal history, but also previous statements that she made and, you know, sort of other interesting details or tidbits about, uh, you know, her life and her work. Yeah. One of the things that really jumped out to me, um, which uh, obviously we'll share a link to the story in the episode notes, but uh, this woman who's, who's a Clackamas County born and raised, works for the county. She's a devout Christian, and she doesn't attend church in Clackamas County, right? Well, I think she does actually attend church in Clackamas County now, but one of the things that uh, that that I came across in my reporting is that for many years, uh, and during the time that she was in office, Hall actually attended Portland's Vancouver Avenue First Baptist Church, which is in North Portland, and is actually a predominantly African-American congregation. We came across this fact, I came across this fact, uh, just because back in 2007, uh, we had done a, the Oregonian had done a story um, tied to Black History Month that was uh, that ended up featuring Sherry Hall and sort of her talking about her experience of, um, you know, being somebody from uh, what she called Lily White Gladstone, which is where she mm -hmm. lives, mm -hmm. and attending, uh, you know, a predominantly African-American church, uh, you know, 15 miles from her home. Yeah, that was just uh, for some reason and seemed like an interesting piece of information. But yeah, yeah, let's get back to some, kind of the the list of of um, errors under her watch um, before we talk about other discoveries that you made. Another element of your reporting and documenting these mistakes or places where Sherry Hall has been reprimanded is where politics have entered 
the fray. Can you talk about, you know, this is a nonpartisan office, but how politics uh, have factored into the county clerk's office or her work? Yeah, well, I think one example that we talked about in this story is also sort of tied back to uh, Hall's, uh, you know, religious beliefs as well, which is in addition to administering elections, the county clerk has the role and job of uh, issuing marriage licenses, uh, recording property transactions, and maintaining the county's um, public records. So for years as clerk and as most uh, clerks in various counties in Oregon will perform marriage ceremonies. And Sherry Hall was no exception until the year 2014, which is when Oregon legalized gay marriage. And Mm -hmm. after that point in time, um, Hall refused to conduct marriage ceremonies of any kind. So, but it was uh, in response to there being um, uh, you know, a legal recognition of same-sex marriage in Oregon as well, that she stopped doing that. So that was, um, you know, uh, you know, one sort of clear example that came up in, uh, among multiple people that I talked to that, you know, for somebody who ha- really has prided themselves when they're running for re-election or campaigning about this position being nonpartisan, Sherry Hall is a lifelong registered Republican, but she has always talked about keeping politics out of the office. Uh, we talked to a number of former employees of uh, who worked under Hall in the clerk's mm-hmm. office for a number of years, and universally all of them sort of said that, you know, partisan politics did often uh, influence Um, you know, just sort of what was discussed and, you know, what was accepted and tolerated there. And, you know, sort of her, uh, the the clerk's political preferences were pretty well known most of the time. And then we also went into, in the story, just a couple of uh, other examples of things uh, of the office being politicized. One time, uh, the clerk was actually fined $100 because she ended up having an employee um, work on her re-election campaign during office hours and sort of in a way that the employee described to us as he didn't actually know that he was doing campaign work for Sherry Hall when it occurred. Um, she had approached him uh, with a handful of questions. Um, this was her former elections manager, uh, Steve Kindred, mm-hmm. back in, I think, 2014. And she had asked uh, him, how would you answer these questions? Uh, the questions were actually questions that the Oregonian had given to her as a, you know, as part of a, you know, um, voter preview or ballot guide because she was up for re-election. And so Kindred told us that he had filled out these questions, uh, not knowing exactly what they were for, and then only to see them subsequently published in the newspaper. That's a violation of, um, ele- you know, of elections law in Oregon, Uh Sherry uh, did actually contact the Secretary of State's office herself to report that she had done this, uh, did face a small fine. But again, uh, one could argument that that was a, uh, a, a, a misuse or a political use of, of her office. Um, and then there was the, you know, the, the, the other sort of thing that kind of came to our attention and, and Clerk Hall actually confirmed it as well is... Uh, she's uh, a, a big 
Donald Trump supporter and a Fox News aficionado. If you go to her Facebook page, uh, you know, a number of the profiles and pages she follows are a number mm-hmm. of uh, right wing or conservative leaning um, news celebrities. But uh, uh, leading in the lead up to the 2020 election, um, Clark Hall would um, routinely turn on Fox News in her office, in the elections office, with the door closed. However, uh, the volume was turned up so loud that Fox News could be heard playing in other parts of the elections office, including sort of the front area, um, according to some of the employees that we spoke with. So again, um, uh, a nonpartisan office. I mean, I I think Fox News at this point uh, really is, uh, you know, closely aligned with, you know, one political party in this country. And here was the, you know, elected clerk, you know, watching this partisan cable news uh, television programming on a regular basis while at work. Going back to Stephen Kindred, he worked in that role as the elections manager for uh, from 2010 to 2017. And what did he have to say about about his boss, both uh, uh, as a boss and uh, any advice she might have given him? <laughs> I see where you're going with this question. Well, uh, he, you know, for better, or for worse, he didn't uh, after especially I think especially after that. Uh, episode in 2014 where he inadvertently helped her on her re-election campaign. Um, Kindred sort of mentioned in our conversations that uh, sort of his relationship with uh, the clerk sort of soured after that. But even before then, um, you know, there were a number of issues that sort of came up that he highlighted. You know, he worked as the elections manager, which is sort of, uh, you know, beneath the clerk, the main elections official in that office. So responsible for, you know, running all of the elections in Clackamas County alongside the clerk. You know, that's a pretty big, uh, important role uh, in local government. And Sherry, his boss, uh, according to him, had only during the entire seven years only gave him one piece of work advice. Uh, and uh, he quoted it directly to me, which was, and this was in reference to his subordinates, uh, was, quote, always keep them guessing. And he seem to have found that to be some perplexing advice. And in fact, I think told us that at the time he thought that was among some of the worst uh, management philosophy or advice that a boss could give to somebody. Let's take a quick break, then we'll finish up with Shane Dixon-Kavanaugh. So Shane, we've skipped over a lot of other details in here, but um, like the fact that uh, a volunteer um, Republican um, uh, elections officer was filling in ballots for Republicans at one point. This was years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Ballots have gone missing um, under her watch. And she, as you reported, and as you said here, she's continually been reelected. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what is, what's the rationale that you hear when you talk to political observers, people who are in this industry or, or in Clackamas County? Why is Sherry Hall still there? Yeah, I posed that question to probably more than a dozen people while I was reporting this article, both uh, 
current and former elected officials, people who have been involved in Clackamas County Public Affairs for a long time, people who worked in her office, and also sort of, um, you know, political operatives and political observers who are familiar with Clackamas County much more than I am. And they sort of attributed it to three things. And I'll start with some of the, uh, you know, uh, some of the smaller ones. Uh, First of all, uh, you know, historically, um, even though the sort of demographics are changing somewhat, uh, Clackamas County has tended traditionally to skew uh, toward the conservative end of the political spectrum. So even in a nonpartisan race, Sherry Hall, uh, who is a registered Republican and has a lot and has historically had a lot of ties to the Republican Party there, um, you know, her, uh, you know, conservative bona fides uh, sort of played well to the political leanings of the county. So that was one thing, um, or, you know, one sort of factor. The other is, I was told that, you know, uh, Clackamas County is a polyglot of very distinct and different communities, right? Like, it includes sort of suburban and exurban areas just outside of Portland, and then, you know, rural towns and communities that go all the way up to Mount Hood, basically. And, uh, you know, Sherry Hall in her years in public office has spent a lot of time in all of those communities. Uh, So that, um, you know, helps somebody who is running for re-election. But uh, those two things are kind of secondary and tertiary to what appears to be sort of the, 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 the most crucial factor here, which is this is a nonpartisan office. It is what's called a down-ballot race, which is when you're filling out your ballot, county clerk is at the very bottom of this ticket. And a nonpartisan down-ballot race just by its very nature, tends to uh, provide a huge advantage to the incumbent office holder. And that was an explanation that I heard sort of time and time again. And some of the data uh, and sort of the evidence and reporting that I did really kind of bears that out. And I think the example that I used to sort of describe this or illustrate it in the story was that so here, I mean, Hall has faced uh, opponents in every one of her races for re-election, and uh, all of her opponents have been able to use, uh, you know, her record and this sort of documented, uh, you know, accumulation of sort of screw-ups to sort of say, this person's not qualified for this job, I would do a better job. However, um, you know, even after you know, uh, years of this happening, uh, the person who challenged her last in 2018, a woman by the name of Pamela White, she spent two years campaigning for this office. She actually managed to raise and spend $100,000, whereas the incumbent, Sherry Hall, didn't raise a dime or spend a dime in her reelection race. And Hall still ended up winning by 6,000 votes, out of 150,000 votes cast in that election. But here's the thing, and here's the issue with down-ballot races. There were 52,000 Clackamas County voters that did not vote in the clerk's race. 
we call that an undercount in elections. So there were 52,000 people who, you know, looked at those two names, the office, the bubbles next to their names, and just didn't bother to fill out one way or the other. Yeah. So in these down-ballot down races, it is really sort of the most engaged or diehard voters uh, that will participate, uh, you know, and will, uh, you know, actually fill out their ballot um, in these in, in these sort of low-profile races. Uh, and those tend to favor uh, people with the name recognition, incumbency, et cetera, et cetera. So there's an election coming up in, you know, you just mentioned 2018. So it's 2022 and Sherry Hall's on the ballot again. And she has an opponent who has been campaigning for a while again. Um, mm-hmm. What do you hear from political folks? What do they think is going to happen? I mean, this is obviously a more high profile error than previous ones. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> What has been sort of described to me is, you know, even if you can go back and look at 20 years of newspaper coverage, both by us and, you know, uh, the the Pamplin papers have also covered Sherry Hall's tenure extensively. Uh, and while there are these, uh, you know, on paper and people who uh, among journalists and political folks, you know, some of these airs appear to be quite um concerning and at times egregious. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, these are sort of scandals, uh, political scandals that uh, just don't make waves with many voters and haven't. And but this time around is appears to be pretty different. I mean, just the scale of the mistake, the fact that it happened countywide the fact that it happened at a time that it's happened at a time when people are more concerned with the integrity of local elections uh, that sort of at any time in recent history, the fact that you know this was a you know sort of a uh, a nationally embarrassing event to occur for the county. It's given the county a black eye. Um, it's uh, damaged the, you know, in some circles, damaged the credibility of Oregon's pioneering vote by mail system, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, I mean, it's quite clear that this uh, situation is on a magnitude and scale far greater than any of the other previous ones that Hall has sort of overseen or mismanaged. And so, but she at this time is still planning to run for re-election. Her name's going to be on the ballot in November alongside one opponent. And she has indicated that um, she is going to still seek re-election. I think folks uh, believe that she's going to have a tougher race this time around than at any time before. But she's also won re-election for other times. So we shall see. Well, it's interesting that you have a situation where the Secretary of State in Oregon is, uh, uh, you know, a Democrat from Clackamas County, and some of the more prominent lawmakers in the state are Democrats in Clackamas County. If you count Janelle Bynum, so um, I'll be curious to see all the uh, the ways that, despite all the other things that'll be on the ballot, whether the um, Clackamas County Clerk's race will. Um, be uh, a big ticket item everyone's going to be talking about. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, it would reason to guess that it would be. I, j- just again, because we all sort of recognize how 
important uh, elections are, how they are, you know, fundamental to the democratic process. And that really, I mean, people talk about voting in semi-religious terms. We talk about the sacredness of the vote. And, uh, you know, so making sure uh, that, you know, uh, election in elections integrity holds up that you know that people's votes are secure that uh, that we know that things are going to be fair and uh, competently carried out those things matter quite a quite a bit so um, you know I would not be surprised if even six months from now this is still uh, going to be an issue that uh, voters are thinking about when they fill out their next ballot in Clackamas County. Well, I mentioned earlier that there was another uh, snafu that popped up in the time we scheduled this interview. So just to close the loop on that, there were, um, you know, other counties are inputting um, vote tallies electronically, but I believe that there is a, a handwritten um, or hand inputted voter counts for some of these still undecided races that um, was submitted and, and was incorrect and only fixed thanks to the media highlighting it. So okay. this continues, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> All right, Shane. Well, thanks so much for an interesting read and for walking us through it and taking time to talk about it. Yeah, thanks so much, Andrew. And yeah, I would really encourage, you know, I feel like even if we were talking for 20, 25 minutes or so that, uh, you know, we were barely scratched the surface on a lot of the different topics that uh, we're able to really get into with quite a bit of depth and precision in the piece. So I would encourage your listeners, if they're interested, to check it out. Will do. Thanks for listening to Beat Check with the Oregonian. I shared a link to the Sherry Hall profile in the episode notes. If you like this show, give us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. And tell a friend help spread the word. The best way to support our journalism is through a subscription to Oregon Live. You can do that at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Until next time.